L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. There's a recipe for getting your car running just right. And eBayMotors.com has all the ingredients you need. They have over 122 million car parts and accessories in stock, all at the right prices. Now that's tasty. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. That time you got home from a week of double shifts... And your dog didn't recognize you. Let's go. Hey, hey, it's me. Hey, it's me. Do you want a treat? You want a treat? Oh. You knew it was time for something new. Let's job it up. At CareerBuilder, you can find jobs with the work-life balance and salary you want. Plus, build a resume and apply to multiple jobs in just one click. Start your search at CareerBuilder.com. <laughs> the moment you realized you were mistaking your kids for co-workers... Okay, team, I'm uh, taking my 15 now. Taking 15 what? Was the moment you knew it was time to get back to work. Let's job it up. At CareerBuilder, our simple, customizable search tool lets you search for part-time, full-time, and even work-from-home jobs so you can find a job that fits your lifestyle. Get started now at CareerBuilder.com. Crook and Chase here, Lori and Charlie, jumping right into our Nashville chats today with Tim McGraw. Oh, the stories we have to tell on each other, going back to when we all first met, and that was 1994. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's it wild. makes you choke. Oh, we are going off the rails on that today. Plus, we are celebrating Tim's major career milestone. 44 number one hits spanning the past four decades. Eventually, this guy's going to make it. Now, <laughs> we'll get into his ups and downs through all of that hit-making decades he's talking about. But follow me here. You mentioned his breakthrough year in 1994. His first acting role was in 2004 in the movie Friday Night Lights. And he's lived in a house with four ladies, his wife Faith Hill and three daughters, right? So the number four seems to be his lucky number. I know. And I looked it up. Same for his biological dad, Major League pitcher Tug McGraw. Mm -hmm. His uniform number with the Mets and the Phillies was always 45. Right. He pitched 
824 games, the final game in 1984. So this is so interesting. The number four has this mystical, magical significance for the McGraw men. Now, that was a difficult relationship between Tim and Tug. He'll talk about that today. But most importantly, we have a lot of laughs, a lot of insight into Tim's music and personal life, beginning with the construction we're all enduring here in Nashville on Music Row. Before we get started here, in the event you hear uh, jackhammering and big trucks oh. going by and all this stuff, it's just progress here on Music Row. And it made me wonder, did you ever work construction? I worked a lot of construction growing up. Uh, one of my running jokes is when someone asked me, you know, hey, boy, you look like if somebody asked for a picture or something at a restaurant or, or, or a um, autograph or something at a restaurant, they always say, well, you must really get tired of this. And I said, no, this beats. This beats the hell out of roofing. <laughs> so, you, so you did some roofing, is that right? Oh, yeah. Roof, roofing in Louisiana in the summertime is not fun. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, I've done my share of construction work. I've done my share of cotton picker work and oh tractor work and irrigation moving work. So I've done just a little bit of everything, probably. Oh, my gosh. Well, guess what I was just doing as you were calling in? I was on Amazon kind of searching around, and I noticed, of course, last year you put out the book Grit and Grace, and Mm -hmm. I had not read it. So I pushed the button. I I ordered it. Mm -hmm. But I have a big question for you. Uh I noticed that the subtitle is about training your mind and training your body. (laughs) Will any of this information help me train Charlie? Well, there's, there's there's only so much you can do with a mind like that. Careful. <laughs> Not to mention a body like that. Right? I wasn't even going to go there with a body. That's why mm-hmm. I started with the mind. I mean, that's probably the easiest place to start. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes, it will help a little bit. Well, but just very... <laughs> Very quickly, because I have not read the book yet, but that's going to be my little project here when I have some Christmas time off. But what is the number one thing that might help Charlie Chase that is in this book? Oh, my God. We don't have that much time. No, I, no. I'm going to hang up on him. Everybody knows I love Charlie. That's why, that's why I, 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 named, I named the jackass out of my farm, Charlie Chase. He's yeah. still alive out there. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I hope he's on your front porch leaving you a gift. <laughs> no, you know what? I, I, I think overall, Lorianne, is, is, you know, you, you get asked a lot from people, like people who, I don't know, even in a mean greet, like a, a young young person will come up and say, you know, what, like what's one key to success? One, one, and, and there's really, you know, nothing replaces hard work, but, but, to me, it always comes back to focus. I think that in the times in my life when things are going well and things are going the way I want them to go, it's because I'm focused on what I'm doing. And in the times when things aren't going as well as I want them to go or, or I'm frustrated with something or something isn't really hitting on all cylinders, I have to sort of step back and look at myself or look at what's going on from a 30,000-foot level and realize that I'm really not focused on what I'm doing. And that's really what makes the difference. Focus is probably probably one of my favorite words. That and perspective are probably some of my favorite words in the English language. Well, I cannot wait to read this book. But so let me ask you this. What are the things that get you off focus? Oh, my gosh. There's so many. Mainly myself is the things that get me off focus. I think, like, like anyone, you, you can 
you can it's easier to it's easy to find a way to go down dark places sometimes mm-hmm. I think because sometimes we get comfortable with that with that um, and keeping yourself out of that hole and keeping yourself out of that spiral is probably the hardest part is staying positive and mm-hmm. trying to put things into your life every day that 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 set you on a positive tangent as opposed to a negative. Yeah. And that, now that being said, I'm not great at that, but that's, well, the, that's well. the thing I try to work on all the time. I didn't want to bring anything up. Um, <laughs> While while Lorianne was over there ordering uh, that comic book or whatever you're, you guys it's were not talking, a comic book. what was it? Oh. It's not a comic uh, book. There, do you know? There's, there's a lot of small words, Charlie, so you can read it. Wait a, a lot minute. Of small words. <laughs> I can't wait to get my color and oh, never mind. Get your crayons, um, Charlie. No, seriously. Um, are you aware of all the stuff that's for sale out there with you on it? Your likeness. Well, I hope so. Well, at least the stuff that I get paid on, well, okay. well, not the stuff well, that I know. <laughs> well, there's there's a, there's an uh, an item called the Tim McGraw bedroom poster. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I, I saw haven't it. Seen that you haven't seen that? I haven't seen that. The Tim McGraw bedroom poster. Put that on the Amazon list, Lorraine, and send it to him. I've it ordered it out. already. She's already ordered it. Oh my gosh, maybe I'll get one for Faith for Christmas. You <laughs> should because no, it's it's a rendering. An artist has it drawn is. a picture of you on stage, and you're pulling your shirt up while you're singing. It's crazy. It's oh, showing your abs. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Well, I'll get her that. Maybe that'll replace the Brad Pitt one that she has. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure about the six. We counted five abs, uh, not six. I'm sure what that's all about. I'm a, I'm a little uneven on one side. Well, wait a minute. All right. Here's a, <laughs> oh, we we can I'm go not, down a dark no, road. No, no, with no, no. I'm crawling out of I'm crawling out of the sewer for my next question. Um, speaking of being fit and all that, what exactly have you done so far today in your effort to stay healthy and fit? Mm. Today, uh, see, I got up, I did five miles on the treadmill, mm. and then I did uh, three rounds of six different exercises, sort of a hit meet crossfit. Okay, fine. That's a great start. Now, what did you do, what did you do yesterday that was not being healthy and fit? Ooh. I watched two movies with my two daughters and my wife and ate milk duds and whoppers the whole time. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> no wonder you were in the gym this morning. That's why I was in the gym this morning, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> God, knows what you sound, God knows what you sounded like when you were on the treadmill, too. So. Yeah, oh. I was breathing pretty hard, yeah. yeah. Listen, you got to splurge every now and then. That's well, right. listen, you know, one, one of the main reasons we wanted to talk to you is to congratulate you on this, this milestone year of yours. 44 huge hits spanning four different decades how do you describe what this time in your life means to you you know in the in a broad perspective of everything i think being grateful i mean considering this year considering um all the things that people are going through and 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 look i it, it never is lost on me how blessed we are how lucky we are to have the life that we have and 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 country music has brought everything good that's happened to me in my life has come from country music mm-hmm. um, um from from the very beginning having you guys as friends uh-huh. having me on your show from the very beginning of my career to all the people that i've met and most importantly if it had not been for country music i would not have met my wife and mm-hmm. i would not have the three daughters that i have 
and our youngest one turned 19 yesterday. So wow. I, I, it, it, it's just been this year has been a, a year, and I don't reflect much. I'm I'm always looking forward and always say, what's the next thing that I can do? What's the next best thing that I can do? But this year has caused some reflection, and it has allowed us to look back and especially our youngest daughter turning 19 and moving out of the house and, and facing other coming empty nesters is certainly a time to reflect on your life because you look back and, and think this is a new chapter in our life. And Faith and I, you know, we, we, we got married and had a kid and, and it was a whirlwind romance. And we haven't, you know, most of our, all of our relationship has been spent having kids and, and we've mm-hmm. loved it. And it's been fantastic. And it's been the joy of our life. So we're, we have a new chapter of life to look forward to that she just has me to raise now. <laughs> oh, oh, her, her hardest oh, job is just beginning. <laughs> oh, trust me. I'm, I, I always tell everybody Faith has four kids, and, and I'm the worst of the bunch. <laughs> well, you know, in, 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 in light of what you just said, the song that we've played on the show here before, Gravy, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. this is a it's it's a song of appreciation, and I'm not mistaken, it's basically where you think you are in life right now. Is that right? Yeah, I mean it's it's one of my favorite songs on the record, and it, it and it does it talks about you look. There are a lot of sort of existential things in your life that you can't control, and things that that um that that can bring you down, and things that you can, you can get caught up in, and things that you can you can get too too worried about. But essentially, if you look. If you bring everything down to your microcosm and, and looking in the mirror every day and seeing who you are and, and seeing your family every day and seeing who they are and loving each other, I, I think that that's, you know, that's what the song means. Everything, if you got that and you can control that, if you can put that on your plate and feel good about it, then, then everything else that happens, good or bad, um, is it, sort of, you can deal with it. Yeah, you know, that's interesting, Tim, because, you know, your life in the music business hasn't all been gravy. There's been ups and downs. You've done a lot of hard work. You've gotten through some really big obstacles. How do you describe the the life lessons that the music business has taught you? (laughs) Well, Gosh, it's uh, perseverance is for one is one thing, and, yeah. and and you know sticking to your guns. L A S I K LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com, one place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Hey, everyone. This is Molly and Matt, and we're the hosts of Grown Up Stuff How to Adult, a podcast from Ruby Studio and iHeart Podcasts. It's a show dedicated to helping you figure out the trickiest parts of adulting. 
like how to start planning for retirement, creating a healthy skincare routine, understanding when and how much to tip someone, and so much more. Here's a clip from an upcoming episode featuring the weekly home checks, Keyshawn Lane, that you won't want to miss. A common mistake that a lot of people do, they use fabric softener when it's not so great for your clothes. Should we never be using fabric softener? No, you should not ever be using fabric softener. It leaves a deposit on our clothes, which is also left in the machine. And it also makes the clothes highly flammable. Wait, what? (laughs) Yes. What you want to do instead is just use a quarter cup of vinegar. And that'll make them softer? That'll make them softer. And if you wanted some kind of scent, you can use essential oils. Wow, wow, wow. Catch new episodes of Grown Up Stuff How to Adult every other Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Grown Up Stuff. Sticking to your convictions. Um, and just from a pure artistical side, knowing yourself as an artist, I think, is, is probably the biggest thing you can have in this business. Um, and, and more than knowing what works, knowing what doesn't work, I think, is probably the most important thing. And so... When, you, when things come across you in your artistic life and your professional life that you know don't work for you, you have to stand up for those things, uh, stand up against those things and say, you know, I know it sounds good to everyone else, but this just does not work for me. And I think that's probably the, the best advice that I could give, other than the focus that we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. is really knowing yourself as best that, that you can. Um, and, and I think that every obstacle that I've gone through has taught me to to reach down and, and learn more about myself as an artist. Um, and I'm grateful for all those those obstacles I've had to go through because I think they've made me better at what I do. Well, through it all, Tim McGraw has managed to come up with 44 number one hits. That's enough for a few greatest hits albums, don't you know? And uh, his most recent is McGraw Machine Hits. Well, when we come back, we'll discover what he thinks is his all-time greatest hit and why that song breaks his heart to this day. Much more on the way. Crook and Chase Nashville Chats with Tim McGraw. It's a new year. What's your style resolution? Express has you covered with the latest arrivals. If you want to embrace fun colors, try five-star body contour. New statement tops and dresses are perfect for creating a versatile closet. Resolving to buy more sustainably? Express's new Conscious Edit jeans contain at least 20% recycled fibers or cleaner dye techniques compared to traditional practices. Start fresh and shop new arrivals at express.com or in stores. This clip is brought to you by State Farm. At State Farm, they know it's important to insure the things you love. They also get that everyone has a budget. That's why they have options, like insuring your car and your home, getting you great rates on both. It's a good idea to consider State Farm. For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. In high school, I never really was like dating around or anything like that. And then I got into a long-term relationship and was dating someone for a few years. And then after getting out of that relationship, I think these past, this past year or so or whatever, whatever has been like me, like actually living life as a single person. It's very hard. And I think it's not like not hard, I should say, but like, it's very different knowing nothing but long-term relationships and then moving into like the single lifestyle that's like quote dating around and like feeling people out that's kind of been something interesting to navigate listen to the michael dura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts 
That time you got home from a week of double shifts and your dog didn't recognize you. Let's go. Hey, hey, it's me. Hey, it's me. Do you want a treat? You want a treat? Oh. You knew it was time for something new. Let's job it up. At CareerBuilder, you can find jobs with the work-life balance and salary you want. Plus, build a resume and apply to multiple jobs in just one click. Start your search at CareerBuilder.com. We certainly recall first meeting you, working with you on radio and television. And uh, I remember when your first Greatest Hits album came out. I think there were two songs on it. Um, <laughs> but but for, the, for, for this uh, this album, the uh, McGraw Machine Hits 2013 to 2019, did you go in and re-record anything like artists do now? No, I, everything's pretty pretty much original. And, and what, it, what, the, what it's from, because, you know, we just released our, our, our um, Here on Earth album, which is my favorite album I've ever done to this day. And then we and we went back with Big Machine. We're back with Big Machine and Scott Borchetta, who I'm a big fan of what they do over there. Mm-hmm. And we just thought it was a really good time to ex- explore that, that period of time that, I, that we had three albums with Big Machine and the hits that we had during that time. And to put you back into that moment, I think sometimes you want to hear stuff as it was recorded in the time that it was recorded. Because as an artist, you can always go back and you can listen to records. And I do it. I, I never listen to my stuff until I'm ready to record the next album. Then I'll go back and listen to a few things because I've made mental notes about, gosh, I wish I'd have done that better. Or I wish I'd done this better. Or maybe mm. I would do, maybe I'd make this sound a little different when I, when I go in the studio the next time. So I'll, I go back and listen sort of remi- and it reminds me of the things that I wish I had done better. So you're never quite finished with a project. You just sort of get it into the barrel and you have a timeline that you have to turn it in. So you just sort of have to release it at some point. But I think that that's what creates that sort of magic at that moment in time. And I think you want to, when you listen to hits sometimes, I think you want to go back and and hear them as they were and as they went down because all the influences that were going on in your life show Mm -hmm. up in the record. That's very interesting. Yeah. Man, gosh, you have done so much music, though. In your own heart, which is your greatest hit of all time so far? Ooh. Wow, that's a tough one. I've, I've been very fortunate with songs in my career to have songs that really have become a part of people's lives. And and I think, to me, those are the songs that I don't feel like that are mine. I feel like I'm just as fortunate as everyone else that gets to hear them and, and get something out of them. I, I just happen to be the person that's up there singing them. Um, and certainly what comes to mind is, is Live Like You Were Dying is one of those songs, certainly because the song is such a great song and it has such an impact on people's lives. And it came at a time in my life that was that was full of a lot of, of angst and, and tragedy and heartache and, and um, sort of lost opportunities. It's, and when I, every time I sing that song and I look out in the audience, I, it, I'm not thinking about me singing it. I'm looking at people and I'm seeing people put their arms around each other and, and hugging each other. And you realize that they've gone through something in their life and that song has meaning to them. And as an artist, that's probably the most important thing that you can do. And another one is Humble and Kind. That song always it will be special Hey, going back to Live Like You Were Dying, what was the loss and the lost opportunity that you were mentioning? Well, that song came along after my dad um, was diagnosed with, with glioblastoma brain cancer. Mm-hmm. And I, it happened, I got the song, Craig Wiseman and, and Tim Nichols wrote the song for me. And all this was going on at the time that I received the song, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. And 
there was a period of time, you know, I never played the, even the demo. I never played for Tug because I just didn't know if I was going to record it or not. Because I, there was part of me that didn't want to record the song because I didn't want to feel like I was, I was being gratuitous in yeah. recording the song according to what was going on in my life. Mm-hmm. And the missed opportunities were, were, uh, the things that were never, that, that never got to be said, you know, um, there's a story sort of passing in history with my dad that most people really don't know about unless they've been involved in my career early on mm-hmm. that know the whole story. And, you know, there, there are a lot of things that went unresolved. And um, that song always reminds me of those things. Wow, that's, that's strong. You know, all these songs... I've often referred to them as memory markers. You know what's going on, mm-hmm. you know, whenever you hear it, you say, oh, yeah, I remember it, you know, hearing that song 20 years ago, and I know what I was doing then and all that sort of thing. And they all have memories for you. You've just explained mm-hmm. one. Tell me about I Called Mama. What was what, what do you recall about just everything surrounding getting that song done, recorded, released, whatever? Well, I can go way back and think about the times when I first moved to Nashville and things weren't going exactly the way that I wanted them to go and struggling to pay rent and struggling to, to, you know, buy food and all those sorts of things and, and calling my mom, you know, just saying, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing. I don't know if this is something I should be. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. Have a ton of questions about LASIK? You're not alone. That's why we created LASIK.com. One place where you can go to find every answer to every question on your mind. Like, how much does LASIK cost? How long does recovery take? How do I find a doctor? If you've been thinking about LASIK, go to LASIK.com now. Yeah, LASIK.com. Easy to remember, so you know where to start. L-A-S-I-K, LASIK.com. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Hey everyone, this is Molly and Matt, and we're the hosts of Grown Up Stuff How to Adult, a podcast from Ruby Studio and iHeart Podcasts. It's a show dedicated to helping you figure out the trickiest parts of adulting. Like how to start planning for retirement, creating a healthy skincare routine, understanding when and how much to tip someone, and so much more. We're back with season two of the podcast, which means more opportunities to glow up and become a more responsible and better adult, one life lesson at a time. And let me just tell you, this show is just as much for us as it is for you. So let's figure this stuff out together. This season, we're going to talk about whether or not we're financially and emotionally ready for dog ownership. We're going to figure out the benefits of a high-yield savings account. And what exactly are the duties of being a member of the wedding party? All that, plus so much more. Let's learn about all of it and then some. Listen to Grown Up Stuff How to Adult on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Grown Up Stuff. doing i don't know that this is ever going to happen what am i going to do if this doesn't happen because i don't have a backup plan yeah. <laughs> and, and and having your mom talk you through it and talk you out of the dark spot and lead you to the light was something that was always very important to me but my memory of this song the most vivid memory of this song is when i first when i first um heard it lance miller who's a great friend of mine is one of the writers on the song and 
they had written it that afternoon, and he sent me just a work tape of the, with, with the guitar and them singing it. And I heard it, and I listened to it, and I was like, and I wanted Faith to hear it, but I didn't want her to hear the demo. I wanted to learn like a verse and a chorus to play for sure. see if she liked the song. And every time I tried to play it, I, I couldn't get to the hook without just falling apart and crying. Although, surely, you know, I'm in my 50s now, so I guess my estrogen level's rising a little bit, so I cry, I cry at Hallmark commercials. <laughs> I need to take you out for a drink or something, good Lord. <laughs> You're in terrible shape. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. No, but, but that's the memory that I have as much as anything, is trying to, trying to get through a little bit of that song to play for faith to... to, to see what her opinion was and she, and she had the same reaction that i did she she cried when i she would cry because i cried but, but i think she liked the song anyway. <laughs> okay well wait a minute though i'm more interested in the things that you would never call your mama about there's not i you know what i don't think there's much that i would call really about. there's got to be yeah, something <laughs> there, there, there's a few things i'm not telling god about <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a song there somewhere. And, and, I, and I hope he doesn't find out before it's too late. He's already let me in. No. <laughs> you can't fool God, Tim. I don't think. But. No, no, you there, there's the there's the hook right there. You can't fool God. Can't yeah, fool God. Right. Hey, has there been a song that you wanted to record, but for one reason or another got away from you and was recorded by somebody from the dark side? Uh, uh, there's nobody from Dark Side and Country Music. What are you talking about? No, um, <laughs> no I, there, there's been plenty of songs that I loved and thought were hit records that I didn't record because I didn't think I was the right artist for it. Oh. I don't know that there's anything that I've actually missed. Uh, uh, one George Strait song, Carrying Your Love With Me, a while back. Oh, um, yeah. I think we both sort of heard that song at the same time, and I'd heard George was going to cut it, and I'm like, well, I'm out. George Strait's going to cut that song. There's no reason for me to mess with it because he's going to kill it. So that that was one I always loved. Um, there's been plenty of songs that I've heard and, and I've sent to other artists because I thought it would fit them better than it fit me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they've gone on to record them and, and have, have success with them. So that that makes me feel as just, as just almost as good as if I'd recorded that. <laughs> uh, yeah. But you got a good you got a good track record going. That's good. Yeah, You're good. yeah. <laughs> and Tim McGraw still has a bucket list a mile wide. After a short break, Tim reveals what he's secretly been doing during the COVID shutdown. Which celebrity poster Faith Hill has on the bedroom wall? That's interesting. (laughs) And Tim's idea of the worst night ever. And yes, it does involve Charlie Chase. Thank you. (laughs) Cricket Chase Nashville Chats with Tim McGraw. We wrap it up with a load of laughs after this. This clip is brought to you by State Farm. At State Farm, they know it's important to insure the things you love. They also get that everyone has a budget. That's why they have options, like insuring your car and your home, getting you great rates on both. It's a good idea to consider State Farm. For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. I can post a picture that a girl that is way skinnier than I am, a size 2, a size 4, the same exact picture. And I look vulgar because I'm thicker. But if a, a thinner girl does it, it's not that much of a big deal. And that's what I'm not okay with because 
Why? Why? Because I have cellulite, because I have thick thighs. I can't do that. I can't feel sexy in my own skin. And that's those are the things that I want to break because there are so many women like me and I want to be and represent us, you know? Obviously, there's always room for improvement. I always want to look better. I want to work out. I want to lose weight. But in reality, this is the body God gave me and I've never really been skinny. Listen to the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This clip is brought to you by State Farm. At State Farm, they know it's important to ensure the things you love. They also get that everyone has a budget. That's why they have options, like insuring your car and your home, getting you great rates on both. It's a good idea to consider State Farm. For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. If you could talk to me a little bit about the process you went through, and I think it's good to not pat yourself on the back, but to put it out there so other people can kind of hear what it takes. Like, I don't know. I always look at like this, like, what do I want? I wanted to be a WWE superstar. All right, what does it take to be a WWE superstar? What are the tools I will need to give me every possible opportunity I can get? And so I took the tools of acting classes, improv classes, wrestling school, everything I possibly can to knock on the door of WWE. The people of the, everyone on that real world show would wear my t-shirts, would always ask me That's to do so the Miz. Cool. Like they were so supportive. Like you don't get it that very often. Yeah. You really don't. Listen to the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. When I started wedding planning, I didn't have time or money to waste. That's why I chose Joy. Joy is your all-in-one wedding planner and the only registry with zero fees on cash gifts. Create a beautiful wedding website backed by powerful planning tools. Integrate your guest list. Send the perfect save the dates and invitations. Track RSVPs. And, of course, add gifts from any store to your all-in-one registry. It was so customizable and easy to use, I couldn't believe it was free. Discover the smarter way to plan your big day at withjoy.com. That's withjoy.com. Happy planning. Gotta tell you, Howard and David, the Bellamy brothers, are two of my <laughs> best friends on earth. I was so excited to hear that you had done Redneck Girl with Midland. Do you know Howard and David very well? I, I don't. I've run across them a few times and met them. I'm a huge fan. And, you know, all the way back to my early days at Curb, Phil Gernhardt, who was at Curb, was a big part of their career. Mm-hmm. So I... I Knew a lot about I knew a lot about their career anyway because I was a big fan of theirs growing growing up and but I'd, I'd learned a lot about them and and really the depth of their talent from Phil Gerhardt in a lot of ways because he was integral in, in their success but that song's always been one of my favorite songs I've always loved it and I thought with those Midland guys it was a perfect fit and uh, and we were going to do it you know they were going to go on tour with us this year and we were going to do that song as part of our show and everything and of course that all changed with with what happened this year. Well, I want to warn you, if you ever get to hang out with Howard and David, the Bellamy brothers, let's say for an evening, it will be the most fun you have ever had in your life. I, I just oh, I promise look forward you that. to it. I look forward to it because I'm a huge fan of theirs, and I, and I can only imagine. Yeah. Well, get, get, them to, get them to tell you about the, was it the bull that uh, dis- discovered their little, shall we say, garden out behind the barn? Mm. And the bull, just ask them what happened to the bull when it ate all their grass. So. I'm sure the bull was really hungry. Oh, oh. hey, listen, 
Oh, it's more than that. <laughs> but uh, that's, that's beside no, the point. I, no, we have to further this story because the, the story is is that that bull went and tried to mount every cow on the farm. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Oh, wow. And a couple of small automobiles. Job, yeah. yeah there you go. <laughs> well, but then, and we were in front of an audience when this happened. I asked Howard and David, did it have the same effect on you? <laughs> And they wouldn't oh, tell me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That's a, that's a whole other line of conversation. That's that a whole other thing, man. Yeah. I, I, would just say, I would just say one of my favorite sayings is, when you're a hammer, everything's a nail. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm, I'm making notes. I, that is either your next song or your next book, Tim. <laughs> well, sure. hey, the human jackhammer. Never mind. Um, oh, that's my nickname. Oh, we are, okay, I'm we're going to tell my wife he said that, Charles. <laughs> oh, no. It'll be more than the Brad Paisley poster we have to deal with. Okay. Um, no, it's Brad Pitt, not Brad Paisley. Oh, is it Brad Paisley? She, Brad Pitt. No, he had Brad Pitt. She has Brad Pitt. No, Brad Pitt. No, she's not going to have Brad Paisley on her wall. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> Check I'm inside not, the closet, positive. Tim. I'm not, I'm not positive. Check oh, inside the closet, You guys, Tim. I am sitting here crying. This is so funny. My mascara is no, running, you hey, guys. Hey, I, 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 <laughs> let me ask Tim here something. Okay. You know, when you had, I see, when you went number one with I Call Mama, that puts you in a really special category. You've had a number one hit in each of the last four decades. True. And wow. I know you're. <clears throat> I know you're proud of that. And it's hard to surpass something like that. But is there anything else on your bucket list at this point? Oh, gosh. I, I, you know, I say this a lot, and I feel, I, I feel like I'm – I really feel like i got a lot more ahead of me than I have behind, have behind me. I feel like that there's a lot more for me to do. You know, the, the good thing – and when I say that country music has brought everything good in my life, it's given me so many opportunities to do so many different things. Um, the movies that I've been able to be involved with and, and those projects have meant a lot to me and they wouldn't have come along without country music. So there's probably some, some headroom there in, in film that, that, that uh, there's some things that I want to accomplish there probably in the long term. Um, so that would be something. Um, I, I want to do a, I'd love to do a duet with George Strait somewhere down the road. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That'd be one of my dream projects. Uh, Bruce Springsteen would be one of my dream projects, something like that. Oh my gosh! Um, but I want to be in a world eventually to where I can do as much good as I can with my music um, for as many causes that I can down the road. Terrific! Oh wow! And yeah. you know, yeah. I, I had sort of a similar thought just looking at your entire discography. Great song, my next thirty years. Your next 30 years looking ahead, do you see a whole lot more work? Do you want to do, you want to have more, more playtime, more fun? What do you think? I know probably for the next five years, there's going to be a lot of work for sure. That's as far, about as far as I can see. <laughs> um, but I know there'll be a lot of work. I, I can tell you that down the road, I mean, I'm not going to do this forever. I can tell you that for sure. Um, I'm not going to. Um, you know, no one ever says never, and I, I don't think I don't know that I'll ever say I'm like go out and announce that I'm retiring or anything like that. But 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 um, I tell you, when when that first grandchild comes, oh. that's probably going to change my perspective a whole lot about what my future is going to be. Yeah, oh. I, I wouldn't work yeah. out as much. <laughs> <laughs> 
see, but I want to be around for 30 more years, so I have to work out. You know, you know what's really cool? I remember, you, you, you're talking about this, uh, I remember playing golf with you and grandfather. Yes, that was the highlight of his life, God rest his soul. Oh. He had that picture hanging in his kitchen. Forever. Oh, God bless him. We had such yeah. a wonderful time that afternoon, so I hope you're a lot like him when you become a grandpa. <laughs> I, well, I, I hope so, too, but I won't be nearly the man that he was. But, yeah. um, but uh, that's something to aspire to, and I'll, I'll forever be grateful for you for, oh, for no. saying yes when I called you up to come oh, do that. Oh, that was, that was certainly my pleasure. <laughs> hey, um, you, you mentioned acting a moment ago. Anything on the agenda? Have you worked on anything? Oh, wait a minute. I have another question I want to ask before that, and I'm going to go back to okay. touring. Um, well, the way things are in the world these days, do you guys have a daily conversation about when you're going to get touring, what are you hearing, that sort of thing with your management and all that stuff? Yeah, I don't know if we have a daily conversation, but it's certainly forefront in everyone's mind. I mean, yeah. that's, 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 for a lot of reasons, that's how, you know, our bills get paid and how we pay people is, is sure. to work. And um, there's a whole lot of people that are out of work because touring's not happening. So I, I, I think that first and foremost, we all want to get back to work so we can put everybody that works for us back to work and, and take care of the families that are part of our organization. And as, as every other artist out there wants to do, you know, I, I think that with the vaccines coming, I think that that's going to be a huge boost mm-hmm. to, to, to build, bringing the timeline back when we can actually get out and do some work. We want to do it as badly as anyone else. We want to be out there as badly as anyone else, but we want to do it as safely as yeah. possible as well. Okay. And to follow up the, the question I was about to ask, and that is since, since uh, productions are, Pretty much getting back into operation. Uh, do you see yourself doing films again? Uh, there's, there's been a few productions in operation this year, Charlie. Good. Oh. Uh, so there, you might see some stuff happening next summer that that I've been involved in this year. Ooh. <laughs> Why do you have so, to keep it secret? Well, because you know you never want to let the cat out of the bag. You want to keep people guessing what's going on. But, but I've, we've had some cool opportunities this year because we've had time, you know, you, usually in the past, when when it comes to films and stuff like that, it, it, it's been tough because I've been touring, recording, um, you know, somebody has to, there has to be a project that I love and then it has to fall within the timeline that I'm available and it ha- they have to want me for it and not, somebody else so all those things have to come mm-hmm. come online in order for me to be able to do a job and there's been plenty of, of things that have gone by that that i loved and wanted to do that i just didn't have time to do it didn't fall within the right within the right time frame that i had but this year i had a little extra time and there were a couple of cool things going on and so i was able to do them Ooh. What does acting? Charlie is like whoa. That's, that should be the name of the movie. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. What's that? No, it's that kind of movie, Charlie. <laughs> oh, too bad. Okay, I'll wait till it comes to cable then. Okay. You're going to have to expand your horizons. A no, I'm not. <laughs> You're so bad. No, but you really are such a great actor. What does acting do for you that that maybe music can't? Wow. Well, they're kissing cousins, I think, in a lot of ways. I mean, there's certainly there's the art about it is, is all there. I can tell you that I'm certainly more comfortable on a stage in front of thirty thousand people than I am on a set in front of a few people in the camera. That's one of the most. That's one of the hardest things I've ever done professionally is, is acting. I think I have so much respect for people who are so good at that because. When you can go in there and you can see somebody in 30 movies and you buy it every single time they're in a movie and you completely get lost in, in the character that they're representing, that's such a, 
a fine, fine, fine art um, to be able to pull that off. Um, and look, I've been lucky to be in, have some good roles and some good movies with some really good actors who I've learned a lot from um, and been able to sort of get past that, that, uh, that sort of pitfall, I guess, of being a musician and, and every time everybody sees you on the on screen, all they think about is, you know, the guy in the cowboy hat up there jumping around like a chicken on a hot plate. So, <laughs> so I think that's, that's more of a testament, not to, not to my acting skills, but the people mm-hmm. I've been able to surround myself with when I'm acting and, and the roles and the movies and the projects that I've gotten to do. Listen, you're a great actor. Mm-hmm. And I remember being, I was sitting there with your family. I was right in front of you when uh, Friday Night Lights was premiering down at the Franklin Theater. I didn't Franklin get a ch- Theater, yeah. Yeah, and I, I didn't get a chance to turn around and, and see what you were doing. But w- were you observing the audience more than the movie that night? Oh, I was just wanting to get out of there. <laughs> I, did, I, I was wanting to get the hell out of there. I didn't want to see myself. You know, it took me, when when that film was finished, it, Billy, well, the director, Pete Bird, called and wanted me to come do this to the screening of it. And I didn't want to go because I didn't want to see myself. And then Billy Bob called and says, look, every, the, the, the studio is calling me to, to get you to come to the screening. And I still said, no, I wasn't going to go. And then finally, the producers of the movie and the heads of the studio had to call me and just to really browbeat <laughs> me into coming to, to see this movie. And so when I, when I saw it, I was, you know, for me, it, it, it's tough to be objective. So when I see it, I just, I see me up there acting, mm, right. <laughs> but, yeah. but I know, but that's because I can, I know, I know what I'm, I see me, but hopefully most people get past that. I think they did. You did a great job of that in the blind side too. And I have one, one I more, I have one more pressing question. Okay. And over What's the years, that? we've had some interesting responses to this particular question. Have you ever worn a Tim McGraw t-shirt with your face on it? <laughs> and whatever the answer is, Why? You know, I don't think I have, actually. <laughs> I don't think I've ever put one of those on, a Tim McGraw t-shirt. Uh, uh, no, I, I don't think I have. I don't think I've ever even worn a hat that had my name on it. Just uh, <laughs> seems I mean, too it, weird? It just seems too weird, yeah. I, I, gosh, I, I, I would feel like, I'd feel like the biggest deal in the world if I did that. Well, put that on your bucket list. That's something you haven't done yet. I, I, I'll, maybe You know what I'll do is I'll find... Find one where I look really young and where so everybody can see the contrast. <laughs> Love it. Tim, you should see Charlie Chase in his Charlie Chase pajamas. Just so you know. It's very cute. Lorianne, seeing Charlie in any pajamas is not something that I want. Oh my God. Never experience Because if, if, if I wake up and I'm seeing Charlie Chase in his pajamas, that, it's been a bad night. <laughs> oh, yes, it has. <laughs> oh, Tim McGraw, we love you so much. Yeah. Uh, you know, you are so much fun to be around, but then you, there are just so many l- deep layers to you. You're such a good man and a good guy, and uh, we're just uh, proud to know you, and we're just so happy for uh, some wonderful milestones mm. in your career, and we look forward to so many more. Yeah. Uh, thank you. I feel the same about you guys, and always love talking to y'all. And y'all have been a huge part of my career from the very beginning, and I thank you for that. We're proud of that. Tim, take care of yourself, buddy. We love you. Stay safe, okay? 
Love you guys. Thank okay, you. All see right. you. Bye-bye. We've always had a good connection with Tim McGraw. And I, you know, I do re- recall that night at the Franklin Theater when Friday Night Lights was on. And this is Tim's uh, first acting role, right? Mm-hmm. So I know he had to be nervous. He was sitting right behind me. His mom was there mm-hmm. and a lot of other family members. And we were watching him on the screen. I turned around. And I said, man, you know, when one of his scenes was over and when something else, I turned around and said, man, you're good. And he just kind of smiled and sort of slipped down in his seat. And he was right. He was ready to get the hell out of there. <laughs> <laughs> he said because he was a nervous wreck. Right. But he was really good. He doesn't think impressed. he's good, but you know, it's I interesting know. to me. It's interesting that he wants to attempt something, keep trying, keep getting better. Yeah. I love that competitive spirit in him. But, you know, the thing is, um, I'm guessing, well, I'm reading between the lines there, that he has some stuff that's coming out this year. Oh, yeah. I think he's, he sort of plainly said it. And yeah. can I go back really quickly to sure. the premiere of Friday Night Lights? Yeah. I was there as well. And at the after party, I asked Faith probably a very inappropriate question. Oh, good. What was it? <laughs> well, because, you know, in the movie, Tim McGraw was shirtless. And right. he had a really hairy chest. Mm-hmm. I mean, really hairy. And so... I asked Faith, is that really all of his hair? Or is that something that they did back in the makeup room or whatever? And she was like, no. She goes, that is really what his chest looks like. (laughs) Do we need to know that? (laughs) Uh, Well, these days with all those ripped abs, he's all shaved and smooth. Mm -hmm. Man, he is looking good. Well, please know this, friends. We have your country (laughs) uncovered right here. (laughs) Literally. Listen to the Crook and Chase Countdown every weekend on hundreds of radio stations across America and streaming on iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Crook and Chase. At ColourPop Cosmetics, we believe that beauty should be within everyone's reach. True beauty is about giving yourself the freedom to pop. And ColourPop lets you create your own definition of beauty. ColourPop is the leading cruelty-free cosmetics brand combining the latest trends with luxury quality formulas at an affordable price. From Super Shack Shadow to eyeshadow palettes in every color to the best foundation and concealer on the market. Check out the brand that's won awards from Glamour, Allure, and more. Learn more at ColourPop. That's C-O-L-O-U-R pop.com. Beauty for everyone. Keeping your tech teams on top of the latest developments is a monumental challenge. Helping them get answers to the urgent problems they face daily is even harder. That's why over 60% of Fortune 100 companies count on the O'Reilly Learning Platform. At O'Reilly, your teams will get live online courses, tons of resources, truly interactive scenarios and sandboxes, and fast answers to their most pressing questions. See for yourself what O'Reilly can do for your teams. Visit O'Reilly.com for a demo. We've all felt left out. And for people who move to this country, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Hey everyone, this is Molly and Matt, and we're the hosts of Grown Up Stuff How to Adult, a podcast from Ruby Studio and iHeart Podcasts. It's a show dedicated to helping you figure out the trickiest parts of adulting. 
like how to start planning for retirement, creating a healthy skincare routine, understanding when and how much to tip someone, and so much more. Let's learn about all of it and then some. Listen to Grown Up Stuff How to Adult on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Grown Up Stuff. Grown Up Stuff. It's the Breakfast Club, the world's most dangerous morning show. Hey! Angela Yee is kind of like the big sister that always pokes you in the forehead. That's not how it goes? That's not how anything goes. Yemi's really like a robot. One of the best DJs ever. Believe that. Charlamagne is the wild card. And I'm about to give somebody the credit they deserve for being stupid. I know, that's right. (laughs) What is wrong with you? (laughs) Listen to The Breakfast Club weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on 106.7 The Beat. Columbus is real hip-hop and R&B.